said, that's um, a friend of ours. His name is Jit, and he, he runs Jabalani African Ministries. And uh, he said at the beginning, the, uh, the beginning, before the video, and what he said in the video is, is Jit, again, was a camper here. He was a student here at Hume Lake. And while he was here is where he recognized this call to go share the good news because he had heard the good news and he recognized what God's word says and he recognized how lost everyone else is without that good news that he had. And so he saw it as his part of his responsibility as a believer to go share the good news. And as I, I got to have Jit over to my house this fall or this spring and we had dinner together and just got to talk to him more about his ministry and what was going on over there. And even, man, how, how's it been going? And at the start of the ministry, what was it like? And as, again, as he said, he said, man, we, we had nothing. He says in the video, we had, we were, we were young people. We had no money. We had few resources. They had a pickup truck and that was it. He said, but we had a lot of passion. And we knew what we had to do. And the reason they had passion and they knew what they needed to do comes from a verse that is very familiar to many of us. Again, something that we see in Scripture, it's in Matthew 28. This this verse is called the Great Commission. Again, many of you have probably heard this. I'm going to read it anyways. It's Matthew 28, verses 19. Uh, verse, Verse 18. It says, Jesus came to them. And said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And he says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. As we look at this, this, is, this was Jesus' final words to his disciples before he left earth. The last thing that he says to them after he is risen from the dead, he goes back to his disciples and he tells them, all the authority of heaven on earth has been given to me. And so now I am telling you what you guys need to do as I leave this place. He says, you guys need to go into all nations and make disciples. You guys know the truth. You know the good news. And so it is now your guys' job to share it with everyone. And, and at first, I'm sure even to these, I'm sure more so to these disciples than to you guys right now, this was an over, is an overwhelming verse. When Jesus is talking to 11 guys and saying, your job is to go into all corners of the world and, and tell them about my good news. For, to 12 guys, 11 guys, he says that. That's a big, that's a big deal. And that's, that's a lot of work for 11 guys to do. And they, but guess what? They don't look at Jesus and say, Jesus, we can't. That's too much work or, or we don't know how to. Because they recognize what he said at the beginning. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That Jesus has all the power of heaven and all the power of earth. And now he gives that to us and says, go and make disciples. There's no excuses. They don't. They don't say that there's not enough of them or that they're not old enough or whatever. They just, they, what we see in their actions later is they, they just go. They do it. And Jesus says, he leaves them with this. Again, he says, and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He says, I am always with you. 
He sends the Holy Spirit as, as their helper to, to be with them as they go, to empower them with that power and authority that he has. And something that's sweet, that, that's really cool about what Jit did is, yeah, he was over here in California at camp, but as he felt the conviction of this passage of, of this great commission, he said, well, where do I start? He doesn't, again, make the excuse of, I don't know where to start, or I don't know where to go, or I don't have enough money or resources, or I'm not old enough. He says, great. I know there's people back home that don't know the good news. Why not start there? He says, I'm making disciples in my own backyard because there's plenty of people right where he lives that don't know who Christ is. And friends, the same goes for you and I. I know there are people in your lives that don't know who Christ is. And that might be, you know, a classmate. That might be someone uh, on a sports team. That might be um, someone under your own roof. It might be a brother or a sister or your mom or your dad even who don't know Christ. And if you have the truth of who God is and the power of Christ and you are a son or daughter of God, it is our responsibility, not just our obligation, but our responsibility to be someone who goes and shares the good news with them. Something, again, so often I hear students say here at camp is, well, Harrison, I'm, I'm not old enough. Or, I don't know enough about the Bible. Or, I don't speak that well. I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. So how do you expect me to go do this? Or, the world doesn't take me seriously enough. Like I said, there's no prerequisites to the Great Commission. That Jesus doesn't start off with, if you are this age, and if you've been a Christian for this long, and if you know this many verses by heart, and you've gone to this much school, then you should go into all nations and make disciples, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. There's no prerequisites, meaning there's nothing you have to do beforehand that makes you qualified to share, to share the good news. Jesus just looks at the disciples and he says, the power and the authority is mine. And so now you must go. No prerequisites. And the same goes for you and I today. You guys, you don't, there isn't, a, there isn't an old enough or a wise enough or a smart enough or a, enough schooling that makes you able to be someone that shares the good news. It is the, the power and the authority of Christ that enables us to do that. And we see it time and time again in scripture. A story even you guys saw yesterday. Do you guys remember uh, when Mittens the cat came up to the witness stand yesterday? The yes, the Mittens the cat, the witness stand. She, again, the story that was that we talked about yesterday was the woman at the well. And the Samaritan woman is the last person in Jesus' day and age that a Jewish rabbi such as Jesus should have been associating himself with. She is the lowest of the low, the bottom of the totem pole in that day and age. And guess what? Jesus, he saw her, he confronted her, he shared the good news with her, and then he uses her to share his good news the least likely person on the face of the planet in that time is someone that Jesus used to share his good news. I love in, in John 4, 
Let me turn there real quick. John 4, this is that story is where we find the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. Again, someone who not just was the, the lowest of the low, but someone who in her very own hometown, people disliked her. Everyone thought she was the least of the least. And yet, get this in verse 39 of John chapter 4, it says that many Samaritans from that town believed in him, him being Jesus. Many believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. Jesus used the most unlikely person who had been a believer for a matter of maybe hours, if even that. And she goes back home and she tells people of the power that Jesus has and how he changed her life. And the results of that, the results of her, of her boldness and her passion of sharing the love of Christ was that many people from her hometown believed. She didn't say, well, I'm not old enough or I haven't been a Christian long enough or I don't know enough about this, Christian, this Christianity thing. She, she just interacted with Christ. That's it. Matter of minutes. And then she goes back home. She tells people of the power of Christ. And many believed. Not because she was a great speaker. Not because she was eloquent in how she talked. Not because she knew enough Bible verses. But because she had the saving power of Christ in her. And friends, you have that same power if you are a son or daughter of Christ within you. Remember, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to God, and he gives that to us so that we can share the good news. It is the power of Christ that transforms hearts and minds, not you. And that is what we can rest in. And the last thing on this is, as we, as we look at it, again, what we see in Scripture is a verse... It says, God uses what is foolish in the eyes of the world to shame the wise. And God uses what is weak in the eyes of the world to shame the strong. And that is a, a comforting passage, a passage, and it should be especially to you guys, because I'm here to tell you, the world looks at junior high students, you guys, and thinks you guys are foolish. And they think you guys are weak. And they think you don't have a long enough attention span or whatever it may be that you've heard. You know what the stereotypes about junior high students are. But God says, guess what? I use what is weak in the eyes of the world to shame the strong. And I use what is foolish in the eyes of the world to shame the wise. The world thinks that junior high students are fools. The world thinks that Christians are foolish. And God's here to say, I don't care what they have to say because the world doesn't have the power. I do. I hold the power. I hold the authority. I change hearts and minds. And God can do that through you guys too. The only thing you have to do, you have to be a believer in God and you have to be willing to be used by Christ. That's it. If you are a son or a daughter of, of Christ, and you are willing to be used by him, he will and he can use you to bring hearts back to him, to save lives, to transform lives. All it takes is the boldness to say, Christ, I'm willing to go. 
That's all this, the woman at the well did. And again, there's story after story after story of God using the least likely people to further his kingdom because that's what God does. He uses people who will glorify his name and bring people back to him. That's it. And I hope that you guys, you recognize that and you see the need for the good news back home. The people in your own house, the people at your sport, on your sports teams, the people, maybe even the people here at church. There's so many people that need the good news and I would challenge you guys to think of those people, pray for those people and be bold enough to share with them. The easiest way to do it is exactly how you've been seeing the witnesses do it all week. They use their testimony. They just say, this is how God has worked in my life. Can I tell you what Jesus did? How Jesus changed my life? Can I tell you something that God has taught me? Because that, again, is the power of Christ that worked in our life, and that is a powerful thing to other people as well. Let me pray for us, and then you guys are dismissed to go to your cabin time with your counselors. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the students in this room. And Lord, I'm encouraged by, by looking out on an audience of this size, knowing that this week they're going to experience the truth, or that they will hear the truth, and some for the first time will accept that truth and will accept that you are the Lord of their life. And Lord, for many, they already have. And God, I pray that you would convict every heart in this room. Lord, every follower of you, Lord, would you give us a greater desire to share your word. But Lord, also, would you give us a greater burden for the lost? Lord, that for us who are in Christ, we know best what life was like and what it's like now in you. And the joy and the freedom that comes in living the life of being a son or a daughter, Lord, would we just desire that everyone would be a part of that? Lord, would you give us a greater heart for the lost and a greater understanding for what people who aren't in you are destined for. God, would you encourage the students here today? Lord, would you, would you even put someone on every one of our hearts this morning that doesn't know you, that needs to hear of your good news, and would we be bold enough to share? Lord, I know it's a scary thing, but would you would be reminded and take comfort in the fact that the authority and the power isn't ours to decide, but is already given to us by you who defeated death and rose again, defeated our sins. God, I love you. I praise things in your name. Amen.